you. Got to feel your presence. You're so good. You're so good. And I'm so thankful for you. Church family, before you're seated, would you celebrate with me one more time? God, you're so good. And we just lift you up in this place. Worship team, thank you for leading us this morning. So, obviously, we're moving some stuff around up here. Um, we did something last year uh, for Mother's Day that I just thought was so special. And that was, um, instead of me getting up and preaching about what it's like to be a mom, because, hello, um, we, just, we let some, some moms tell us what it's like to be a mom. Come on. And so we're excited to do that again. Uh, before we do that, I've got a couple of things uh, just to give you one no elevate tonight. We're not going to uh, gather together tonight. Uh, so hang out with mom, cook her some dinner. A lot of people say, I want to go to mom's house for dinner and let her cook. I'm like, no, you cook for her. Even if you burn it, she'll be like, thank you. I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for moms. You might not want to eat burnt food. Listen, uh, we're not going to gather tonight. We will be together Wednesday. Listen, um, uh, Pastor Monica, are we, have we reached the deadline on the calendar fundraiser? Is it over? No, okay. If you have not found a kid that's going to kids camp and sponsored a day from their little calendar fundraiser, find one today or talk to Pastor Monica. She knows who needs some sponsorships. Come on, we believe in uh, we believe in the next generation and in bringing them up. And so summer camp's one of the biggest things we do. We get excited about it. And so uh, just, hey, partner with us on that. That's not just something you give. Come on, somebody, that's an investment. Um, listen, I met Jesus at summer camp, okay? And so you don't know how many thousands, possibly millions of lives have been changed because of the things that happen at summer camps all over the country, amen? So that's not just something you're giving, that is an investment in the kingdom of God, amen? And so I want to do something, and then we're going to move on into what we've got, because I'm excited to hear what these ladies, but I want every guy in the room right now, can you just stand, and let's give a standing ovation to the moms in the house, come on, come on, come on. Moms, we appreciate you. We love you. Come on. And we I'm so glad that you love us. You know what? My, I'm going to tell something my grandma said. She said, I love you because sometimes I don't like you. No. <laughs> Woo. Man, hey, it's okay to have fun at church. Uh, ladies, I want to invite you, Pastor Monica, First Lady, and a very special guest. Y'all watch out for this one. But my mother is going to come and share some wisdom for us. Come on, let's celebrate these ladies. Got it. I got it. Thank you. Had two, two young men. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Ryan. 
All right. Man, um, I, <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm worried about, I, I thought it'd be cool to do this on Father's Day, but I'm kind of scared of what would be said because you don't know about those guys. Um, all right, Jared, we've got blue, green, and red mics. I don't know if that's the real colors or not, but that's the color of the tape that's on them. So it sounded good. Um, so, uh-oh. You want to join the panel? No, I'm just going to turn them off. Okay. Family, we know that, um, I, I just want to just share something that's on my heart really quickly. Um, one of the coolest things about mom is mom knows you. Mom knows who you are. Mom knows what makes you tick. And the very first miracle that Jesus uh, performed was at a wedding, right? And so uh, who is the person that came and got Jesus to come do this miracle? Mom, right? And uh, I love it because she said, she kind of like says, hey, Jesus, come do this. And I'm like, that's, that's the creator of the universe. You tell him what to do. No. But mom comes and get Jesus, uh, comes and gets Jesus, and she says, "Just do whatever he says, do, because mom knows." And so, one of the coolest things about moms and dads, I love you guys. Come on, and I, and I think dads do this too. But there's something about mom. Moms can see potential. Amen. Moms can before, and dads have no clue what this is like. But but even before that baby is born, moms can feel the potential. Come on. And, and I just want to celebrate. We got some moms in the house uh, this morning. Can we celebrate together that are, that are incubating right now? Is that a word? Can I say that? Come on. They're, they're carrying that blessing right now. So that's exciting. I want to celebrate with you. I'm sorry I said that weird word. <sighs> you got your hands full, girl. But my, all right, let's pretend that didn't happen. Is that, I'm sorry, Jim. Man, whew, you voted for me. All right. Listen, so moms can, listen, moms can feel that potential. And the closest thing dad can get is, uh, Brittany would wake me up in the middle of the night. She'd be grabbing my hand and put my hand on her tummy. And I'm just thinking, listen, I'm going to wake you up the next time I have gas. And I'm put your hand on my tummy. Wake me up out of my sleep. I'll feel that baby when he's born. Hey, Judah, I love you. Listen, but moms feel that potential. Moms can see that potential. And there's something beautiful about that. Come on, somebody. There's something absolutely, and I think that's a God thing, that, that God gives moms this ability to just see and know potential. No, this baby has so much potential. This child has so much potential. This teenager, Lord help teenagers, have so much, I love y'all, has so much potential. And even this adult has some, moms don't I, don't, I don't know a mom that has given up on their kids. Come on, do you know mom that just gave up? Say, hey, forget you, dude. I don't know, I, can't, I cannot tell you a mom that's just given up on their kids, okay? Moms see potential love their kids, chase after, help their dream, help their kids chase after their dreams. And it seems like moms, a lot of, even more than dads sometimes, will set aside their dreams to help their kids chase after their dream. And that's something beautiful about that. And uh, moms, we just love you and just come on. It's, that, that is such a cool thing. So let's get started here. So I want to do something real quick. Um, We'll have our panelists. You, obviously, everybody knows who all these folks. Um, but I want you to say your name and your children's names and how old they are. So we'll start with you first, lady. 
Brittany. Um, I have JB. He's 33. <laughs> Piper, six. Jonah, four. Judah, four months. Jared, is there a mute button on that mic? <laughs> All right. Pastor Monica, I mean, ne- next. Pa- See, you threw me off. You threw me off. All right. Mm, what, are, what are their names? Wyatt, Leanna, Jackson, and Kinsley. Is she coming through? Hold on, we'll, we'll do that again. We'll do that. It's green. It's got green tape on it. We're really organized. <laughs> try, try that yellow one. The battery might be dead or something. Because we want you to be heard. You got, you got a lot of wisdom. Hello. There we go. That one's on. All right. So okay. Again. Monica Alford. Mm. I have a precious little tweet. Well, a little uh, Kimberly, 24, <laughs> teenager, three-nager, you know, and four precious grandchildren, Wyatt, Leanna, Kinsley, and Jackson. Mm. All right. And? Um, D. Jane Roberts. I have Pastor J.B., 33. His brother Justice is 30, and I have those beautiful grandchildren that they've already told you that are his children, or my grandchildren. And John, John. I have, and yeah, and I have John, a nephew John named John. Yeah. My brown-eyed grandson in Texas is six, John, All right. John Cameron. So we're excited. Um, so what we're going to do, and you can take as long as you want to answer. I'm not going to say that when we have the Father's Day panel, but you guys can take as long as you want. To answer these questions, we just got we got four questions today, and um, just uh, give us some wisdom uh, from your experience and from what God has spoken into your life um, uh, about being a mother. So the the first question, and this will go to you, first lady, and um, it is <clears throat> always on. So moms are superheroes, right? We all know that, right? Come on. Uh, always on, always have to have it together. When was a moment when you felt like you had to do it all or have it all together, but kind of reached a breaking point and you just said, man, I, ugh, just a frustration point? All the days. <laughs> okay. Next question. <laughs> Uh, no, um, probably, I feel like the, the, probably the weakest I ever felt, um, no offense to Judah, was after I had him because I just got so sick, I couldn't, it was Christmas, I was in the emergency room on Christmas Day, I didn't really get to enjoy that holiday, and that's a big holiday for us, um, I didn't get to enjoy it, I didn't get to organize anything, I it was all up to JB, and I just, I kind of felt um, disconnected, I guess, because I was in my bedroom, and he was just dealing with all the kids, even Judah, because I just couldn't. So I think that was probably the worst. And so, just drop the ball moment. Just yeah. So, just to share kind of on that, because I was there. Uh, so Brittany had a, a couple complications uh, with with Judah. 
and not really with the delivery, but with uh, some of the medication. And um, she had to spend basically a week in bed. And she had just the worst headache ever uh, because of, well, some of the medicine they gave you. Because of the epidural. They put the epidural. Yeah. Um, she had what they call a spinal headache. And she just, she could not stand up without hit, being hit with an insane uh, episode of vertigo and horrible headache. And so um, shout out to uh, my mother-in-law. She's not in here. She's taking care of the nursery. Uh, and my sister-in-law for helping and, and uh, a bunch of other different people for helping me with these three kids because y'all know <laughs> this man right here needed a lot of Jesus that week, okay? <laughs> um, woo. Pastor Monica, I'll read this again. Always on. And thank you guys for being kind of vulnerable. This is kind of a vulnerable question. But I think the things that you share here, because, see, for Brittany, that was a really depressing moment right after having a baby. And I think that a lot of people face that kind of thing but don't talk about it. And I want you to know that that's something you need to talk about. That's not something you need to just keep to yourself and just deal with because that's not healthy. Uh, so, Pastor Monica, um, Always feel like you always mom always has to have it together. When was the moment you felt like you had to do it all or have it all, all together, but you still reached that that breaking point? I think mine is when my daughter became a teenage mom, mm. because society already looks down on it, and it and I had to love unconditionally. And let her know that, no, I did not approve, but my love for her was so much more and that God loved her. And, that, and then to find out that that baby had heart problems and I couldn't fix it. As a mom, our jobs are to fix the bobos and fix things. And I could not fix this. I had to just completely give it to God. Wow. So, big faith. Big faith. Very big faith. And to show that... Yes, she was a teenage mom, but she wasn't alone, mm. and she was not going to be an outcast. Mm. And I'm so thankful that our church did not make her feel like an outcast. Amen. Um, mother? <laughs> the hardest thing for me was I was a working mother, and I had to um, leave the babies and go to work, and they cry when you're leaving and going to work, and that was very hard for me. But um, I still made it um, all those years through that time. Um, JB's daddy decided he had the worst uh, job because he quit his he quit his regular working at, when JB was four weeks old. He quit work and um, stayed home was a stay at home dad while mommy could go work. <laughs> but the Lord helped me through it all. And the bad times I had, I had um, parents that backed me up. The people at work would say, why do you leave your baby? And I said, because I know that my children are loved, they're clothed, they're fed when they're with my mother. And if I leave them at home with their daddy, bad things can happen. <laughs> and, and they did, but the, God, the Lord got us through it. See, we've got a wonderful pastor here. The Lord got us through all these years. <laughs> I, uh, so, 
let me just share something. I have a memory. I'm so glad that you that you said that because so she had this Lumina. Y'all remember Luminas? And uh, it was like maroon. And I remember so she worked in Little Rock, and we would stay with my grandparents here in Spring Hill. And I remember she got she went to leave y'all. It's hard to leave your kids when you got to go do something, especially anybody that works off. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. And I've never had to do that. So, man, y'all, y'all kill it. But anytime you got to leave your kids, it's tough. And I remember one time she got in her car to leave, and I chased her down the road screaming and crying. And that I've thought about that a lot as a parent. Like, man, I can't imagine how, you know, how that hurt my mom. But she still had the strength to go and do what she had to do, take care, you know, to, to, to provide. So, um, so good. Uh, all right. The second um, question, we're going to start with you, Pastor Monica. Um, the pressure is real. How have or did you learn to manage the expectations and take care of yourself in the process? Well, for that, I had a great role model as my mom. She always told me to laugh through the hard times, to make fun of yourself if you don't do it right, because you're your worst critic. So laughter has got me through the times that I didn't know how to get through it. And I'm telling you, we all make mistakes as mothers, but remember, those mistakes can be the greatest memories. Mm, that's good. Um, okay. And we're going to go back to you, mother. The pressure is real. How have or did you learn to manage the expectations and take care of yourself in the process? To take care of myself in the process? Hmm. <laughs> well, um, I had family members that backed me up and helped me through the hard times because I was not just a working mother, I was a sick mother. And um, it was hard when I went. My mother took me, she always supported me and took me to the doctor. When they took me to the doctor the day that was discovered that I had multiple sclerosis, well, my mother was with me and she took the youngest baby with her back to Louisiana and we had to stay here, but JB was my man. He was there with me when I would cry, I was down. He would make me laugh. Whenever I had bad times, he was always cheer me up. So I want to brag on her a little bit because who's that? who has multiple boys? Multiple boys. Mm, Lord, thank you for them, for these people and, and their strength. So my mom had two boys and three boys. And uh, <laughs> my mom had two. And even though she was dealing with this, this disease that, you know, caused her some problems, she still was keeping up with us, man. And we would want to go camping and we wanna go, would want to go do all these crazy things and baseball and all kinds of stuff. And she still kept up. So I was, you know, just bragging on, come on, moms, y'all get out there and just kill it. And, uh, man, all right, first lady, the pressure is real. How, other than hanging out with me, have you, lear have you learned to uh, manage the expectations and take care of yourself in the process? Well, um, one thing that's super important to me is that I still remain independent. Mm. Um, I have, 
I have my own interests in my own life, and I mean, I feel like we're equally parents. So if I want to go and do something like get my nails done or go to the movies with my friends, then I say, JB, I'm going to the movies, and then I leave. Um, So, and I. That's just how it is. And I call G. No, he usually handles it pretty well, but, you know, sometimes if you don't take that time, then you lose your mind. That's and good. That, that's not good for anybody. That's good. Um, and definitely, uh, that, that is something that I think couples, it, it's okay to let them out of your sight for one hour, okay? and Or two hours or three hours. Listen, um, I, 14 hours, six days, I don't know. Listen, make sure that you take care of yourself. And it's a lot of people uh, just become so, their identity is so wrapped up in what everybody else is doing that they forget to work on themselves. And so that's good. Thank you for that, First Lady. Um, okay, so this is for you. Uh, Mom, uh, what has... God been teaching you in this season that you're in about trusting him as a mother. As a mother? Yeah. Well, you're grown. <laughs> I know. I know. But <laughs> the Lord, what I do, and my neighbors know it, especially when that storm was going on last week. Pray without ceasing, Thessalonians 5.17, that is what I do, pray without ceasing, and um, that gets me through um, all the hard time is, is prayer. So I think one thing is you, you never stop being a mother, you, know, you never stop being a dad. Uh, even though your kids, that's mine, I apologize. <laughs> even though those like for instance me and my brother even though we're grown she still has to trust God to take care of us you know and so thank you for that so praying I need all them prayers first lady uh, what has God been teaching you in this season that you're in about trusting him as a mom um, well I'm other Jonah so yeah have to just trust that he's not going to get kidnapped, break his legs, um, drive someone's car into something. Um, no, um, I, I guess that I don't always have to be in control of everything because, mm. I mean, I have very independent children, very stubborn children. And so I've had to let go of things that I, I thought were going to be super important to me, especially like when they were babies. Um, like Piper's basically um, a teenager, even though she's six. So we argue about cl- everything from clothes to things that you would think you don't have to argue about until they're teenagers. But that was hard for me to give up that kind of control because I had an idea of how I wanted everything to be. And that's just not life. So. Pastor Monica, what's God teaching you in this season? 
Well, God's teaching me in this season that I have to realize that my child is grown and that I need to not open my mouth as much, but keep my mouth closed and let her make decisions and then pray through it if it's not what I think. Mm. And also, God is teaching me that it's okay for mom to have a life and that mom don't need to always be at her beck and call. All right. Y'all get more amens than I do. All right. So I'm going to do this once. Anyway, let's move on. All right. Um, Okay. Pastor Monica, if you could meet yourself during the first week that you became a mother, what would you tell, what advice would you give yourself? First advice, get a better baby daddy. Oh. <laughs> amen, 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 amen. All right, thanks for coming to church this morning. We're going <laughs> to. Thank you. I mean, honestly, we're being honest. But secondly, not to be a helicopter mom. I always thought I had to keep so, you know, like, oh, this if this goes wrong, people are going to be like, oh, she don't do nothing right with that child. But I had to learn that it's okay. I mean, I'm going to make mistakes, and I should have just been more calm and not sweat the small stuff because – in the end, was it really going to matter if her hair was fixed or not? Mm. And if y'all know my daughter, she's very independent, very worldly. She, I mean, she just speaks what she says. So I had to learn that it's okay to be different and still be alike. That's good. Um, mother, if you could meet yourself during the first week you became a mother... What advice would you give yourself? Not to work so much. Stay home with that baby. Um, take time with him and uh, not work so much. And put, put God first. Put God more first. Take him to Sunday school and church. Um, lead him to the Lord. Pray with him. That's what he told he would tell my mother, pray loud, Nanny, when he would get her pray about something when he was hurt or sick, you know. And uh, just take more prayer time with my children, more time with them and the Lord. I want to say something about, about prayer like that. If you're not praying with your children, you need to start. Even, even listen, it doesn't have to be... Uh, a really serious, you don't have to do the Lord's Prayer every night, you know, but if you, family, I'm serious, if you just are, are, are in that baby's ear saying, hey, let's pray, Jesus, keep us safe, Jesus, we love you, amen, even if it's something tiny like that, you're planting huge seeds, come on, the, the biggest oak tree starts out as a little seed, right, you need to plant those seeds, young, young folks that got kids, come on, I'm talking to you right now, you need to be planting those seeds, because when you do those little things, they become big things when those kids are grown. And so when you sit here and you wonder, well, I wonder what my kids don't pray. I wonder my kids. Listen, think about, did you do that? Did you do those things? You've got to be intentional. And I want to tell you something about my grandmother. When my grandmother would pray as a little boy, I didn't really understand. 
I didn't really understand prayer, but I would listen to that woman pray, and she prayed with such faith. And I thought, wow, like she really is talking to God. And she is. Come on, anytime you pray, God's, God is hearing your prayers. God is listening to, the, to what you're praying. But I, I would listen to her pray, and I thought, she really is talking directly to Jesus. And it blew me away as a child. And so, family, I, I, I'm, I'm begging you right now as your pastor, as your friend, be intentional in the way that you pray with your little ones. First lady, what advice would you give yourself? Um, don't listen to everybody else. Um, I think that when, when people encounter a new mother, they feel like they need to come up and tell them every single thing they need to know about motherhood that worked for them. And it just, it just makes you anxious about everything. Oh, I'm not doing this right. Or they said, don't do this. Or why, how come my kid's not doing what their kid did? It doesn't matter. It's not their kid. Every child is different. And I feel, I mean, I know that everybody does that in, in, with a good heart. They're like, I'm just, I'm going to help her out. But sometimes it just makes it, you more anxious. And like, if I could go back and tell myself one thing, it's, it doesn't matter if you took your baby out sooner than that other lady that just told you, you need to go take her home because it is flu season. Um, in the middle of a restaurant in front of everybody, it doesn't matter. It's not her baby. And guess what? My baby didn't get the flu, and she is fine. But um, I think that I spent a lot of time worrying about what everybody else told me was right for my child. And it, I, could, I didn't let myself figure it out by myself for what was good for me and what was good for her. So that would be one thing. Just don't listen. Don't put so much stake in other people's words. That's good. Um, okay, so final question, and I want to end on a, on a kind of a, we love to testify at this church. Come on, we love to hear testimonies. We love to hear them stories. So I want to ask, who did we, we're going to start with you. Um, what has been, of course, you've got little ones. What so far has been the biggest win as a mom that you have experienced? The biggest win I, don't, I think that one of the biggest wins for me is that I, I know that my children know who Jesus is. I mean, they'll tell you who Jesus is. They know how to pray. Um, and they can form their own opinions. They have their own opinions and their own, you know, personalities. And they're most of the time not influenced by other people. They are, as JB likes to tell them, we are leaders in our house. Yeah. And they are. <laughs> So I think that's probably a win for both of us, but yeah. um, I think that it's important. It's important to our household. That's why we tell them that all the time. You be a leader, you don't be a follower, mm. unless you're following Jesus. Mm. That's it. So good. Let me give you this, uh, church family. Uh, my son, the, the other day, your kids listen, by the way. You don't know they're listening. They are listening, okay? <laughs> but I was having a conversation about heaven in hell and so uh piper asked me she said what is what is hell why would someone go there let me tell you something when your kids ask you hard questions don't dodge those questions if you don't know the answer here's what i've learned is a really good thing to say i'm not really sure let's find out together 
let's learn that together. Uh, but they listened, and so uh, definitely engaged. So, Pastor Monica, biggest win as a mom? Besides that she's still alive. Mm. No, That's I what I thought Brittany was going to say. I think the biggest win is that she knows that if she needs me, I'm going to be there. And if something's going wrong, the first thing she'll say is, Mom, pray. And that makes me feel good that she knows that our foundation is so strong that no matter what she tells me or asks me to pray about, I'm not going to judge her. I'm not going to make her feel any different about it. So that knowing that she was raised in church and the foundation is there, that is the biggest win I can have. Good. Biggest win. Well, that's the biggest win uh, <laughs> that everybody else, uh, my children, I've raised my children to go to church. And um, the pastor, the biggest win is that he married into a family that loves them. Both of my sons married into families that love them. They love their spouse, and they're raising their children to live for the Lord. Amen. Y'all don't know when, when I first started hanging around with Brittany. I don't, know if, I don't know if that L word is the one they were using. But anyway, it's okay. Well, first of all, when we started hanging out, no, wait, 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 Jamie looked a little different. I, I think it's, it's about um, time. But I said, it's about time to. Don't worry, guys. I will never date JB. <laughs> and Daddy agreed. But <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, I, this is so fun, and this has been so good. Can we just celebrate our panel of moms dropping some motherly wisdom on us this morning? Family, uh, we love, uh, I love doing this kind of thing. Um, you know, I could have got up here and preached a message today, but I think this is so much.